position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of. The final free now of uh, Best Links Games podcast. Uh, this is episode 124. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, 124 being recorded for you on this glorious fuck you time change, fuck you daylight savings time, fuck you. You want empiric fucking proof? It's close to empiric proof that time is exactly like fucking economy, fucking money. It only has any sort of meaning or relevance as a unit of measurement. Provided that everyone agrees on it. This daylight savings time uh Sunday, the 12th of March, 2017, at 11.41 p.m. Uh, we're a little late this uh, weekend, uh, not just because of the fact we lost a fucking hour. Uh, this has just been a week from hell. A weekend from hell. Not in a bad way, but just trying to get the podcast done kind of way. Uh, over there, crack engineer Ivor Molina in the booth. The man with no plan holding up the whiskey sign. Oh, yes, okay, so I will drink, 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 drink. Fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. Mm-hmm. Mm. Flames, flames, flames on the side of my face. That's right, heaving breath, breath heaving. Ah, yes. So, um, yeah, so this is episode, oh, I almost forgot, uh, for the Judites and mice and other people from my clan, uh, that would make it, uh, 2017 0312 at 2323 or something like that. PM Pacific Coast time, the coast of the most left coast time. Left coast time. Because this lot are wanted for oh, fucking Jesus, war crimes. Ivor. Mass murder. Ethnic cleansing. Ivor, the audience Ethnicity. says hello to you as well. I want to buy Ivor says hi. I know you guys, since the restraining order, have had a hard time getting together. So, we have a big show, so let's get straight to it with our top stories. Um, we got two corrections that I want to start off with. First one, they're both about the same game uh, from last week's episode, Dirt Rally. We did a feature on Dirt Rally that, um, well, first of all, uh, we never ended up posting the column that we promised. Uh, this is what happens when 
I work way ahead of deadline because I wrote the column in anticipation of Dirt Rally coming out. Um, and then I just totally, it's my fault. Um, no, actually, let's find a way to blame my Ivor, you were fired for not posting the Dirt Rally column that we promised last week. We didn't post any column last week. Um, eventually, like, one day we'll have, like, a little dead spot, I guess, maybe, and I'll post that column. Uh, I was planning on doing a separate column this week on uh, Seven Days to Die, but ironically, that column's not panning out. Anyway, so who knows what's going to go on with the column this week, blah. I'm really busy. I'm rolling out a free and open source 3D printing project. Um, that's that I'm really excited about, but it requires a lot of work. Like a lot of, um, what do you call it? Uh, like I have to make a fucking slide presentation. I have to do um, I have to kick out the copy. Like the traditional corporate copy, corporate kind of copy for a FOSS project. Um, it includes, you know, writing the licensing and blah, blah, blah mission statement, etc. And then an actual description. And then you blah, 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 blah. But I'm very excited about it. It's called Berry Blocks. Well, as that develops, maybe you'll hear more about it. Because it's not really a Linux gaming issue. It's more of a 3D printing issue. But, uh, okay, so continuing with our corrections in terms of Dirt Rally. Um... I misspoke last week. I'm not happy at all with anything I said about Dirt Rally last week. I, um, but one factual correction that absolutely has to be completely retracted, you know, um, we made a mistake. You can save replays of your ra- of your runs in Dirt Rally. Um, it's I it's just kind of in a weird a weird place that I never noticed, but you can actually save your replays. That was a core and key critical criticism uh, of the game um, last week. The other thing I gotta say is well, we'll do a little feature this week. Maybe we won't do Seven Days to Die. Maybe I will, because I took literally about, oh it's hard to tell on the Surface Pro 4, but and I'm I'm sorry about the constant iPhone messaging. Um, I am in a bit of a hurry because I'm in such heavily, heavy, heavy demand. Everyone, everyone likes me. They love me. I know. Hello. I'm a very popular guy. I I will have you know. Um, but I have about three thousand words. It's hard to tell because it's all handwritten notes on Dirt Rally. What I realized ultimately, though, is that when I was talking about Dirt Rally last week, I sounded one like a total idiot who had never played the game, which is not true. I am not a total idiot. I'm only mostly idiot. I'm only halfway retarded. I'm only half-tarded. And, uh, you know, I I hear I can become a pilot, you know. Uh, (laughs) Uh... now I'm completely retarded. Thank you, Ivor. Ivor's pantomiming more whiskey, I guess. Okay. Um, but I sounded like a retard who had never played the game. I had played the game. Um, and not only had I played the game, not enough to uh, file a confident and complete full review of the game, which is not what I was trying to do last week. I had played enough of the game to really know the important aspect, the most important aspect of Dirt Rally. And the thing was... I didn't, because it was just a feature. It was just like, you know, uh, oh, we're what we're playing kind of feature. I didn't want to spell out a lot of stuff about what rally racing is and the traditional challenges to developing a great rally racing game and the way it's different from any other type of game and why it's one of the most pernicious, historically um, problematic, troublesome um type of game to develop ever and done so rarely as successfully as Dirt Rally specifically I didn't want to have to talk about friction differentials about transferring um, weight transference and etc 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 all stuff that I kind of thought that if you're going to be into Dirt Rally enough to listen to me talk about it that you would fill in the blanks there but 
it, it, the whole segment was a disaster. I went back and listened to it. I got pinged on Twitter. Someone was like, wow, you know, what, what the fuck were you on for the Dirt Rally thing? Because I said, like, a lot of really general shit over and over again. This week, we're going to do a separate feature. It's going to be the mechanic. That's what we'll call it. Be called the Mechanics of Dirt Rally. That's right, Ivor. Yeah, scrub that whiteboard. Scrub that whiteboard with your tongue, you underling. You fucking servile scum! The death ship rages on. Um. So yeah, oh, that's what we'll do. Give a fucking aspirin and that eight pal. That's our feature this week. We we'll, next week we'll talk about Seven Days to Die, and all of this is doubly super ironic, considering that the article I wrote at the beginning of last week, which didn't get posted, the the column was all about all of these technical things, but either way I just sounded like an idiot we're going to try to sound less like an idiot this week, but no, but seriously, whatever, whether or not you think I'm an idiot or not just know that I spent let's see, I ironically I haven't played Dirt Rally at all this week but uh, where the f- fuck are you Dirt Rally just know that I've played four hours of Dirt Rally so that's if you know what you're looking for that's pretty good we're not going to do a full review I'm just going to try to roll back on sounding like a moron on question time uh, last week so uh, let's see okay yes in completely unrelated and totally stupid in a totally stupid news item in our news of the stupid column um do you like to play yes i do i do like to play we like to play the uh steam client this week sometime midweek like i think it was wednesday had a new flag next to one of the features inside of um the client as i was browsing the store and it said that it was now allowing me to customize and here here are my notes i'm just gonna read you my note Steam Client now allows you to customize your nearly never even once used Q feature um, and in fact when I checked, I clicked on it exclusively because it said that there was a new thing, you know, if you want to look at it yourself, maybe it's new for you maybe it's not new for you anymore who knows, it's the interwebs this is what happens this is a trans transi- transitory nature of our ephemeral medium in which truth can become lies and lies can become truth all too easily um freeze, freeze when I drop a fairy you know I am only wow, Ivor is really bucking for that section 8 um, anyway, so I clicked on it and in fact, I couldn't even figure out what it changed, possibly because, like, I never ever used the Q, because it's the worst feature ever. The Q, for those of you who aren't familiar, is like, yet another type of uh, data metric reslicing uh, based on your ostensibly based on your preferences, quote-unquote, and your buying habits, and your, the habits of your playtime, and uh, etc., of games that are tagged with. It's Steam's completely ineffectual ability to try to figure out what you might like to see or know about and it's kind of it's a really fascist kind of thing because you have to like keep clicking through the items in your queue until you complete your queue which like smacks to me of like ah like the DMV like oh I'm finally certified now to fucking say fuck you motherfucker I've cleared my queue and you know everything in there is like basically I don't know like maybe it's also symptomatic of me being way too involved in Linux games on Steam which is admittedly not the same slice of the market so there's not the same pool of titles um, if we if we were the Windows game show or but yeah best Windows game show but anyway I so like I, I guess I do keep pretty good tabs or try to on every single game that's available for Linux so it seems like my queue is only made up of games that I am generally 100% not interested in to the point where I have not flagged them as not being any anyway, it's just completely ineffectual, it's like the absolute dregs of every possible reject for me of every other possible way of sorting through available games that are out for Linux um, I so I couldn't figure out what had changed, or if anything had changed, to deserve the new flag maybe you might want to check it out 
um, it does allow for some customization if you don't try to do this job of hosting this show. Um, because like I have to basically keep all the boxes checked and the um, add a tag to exclude results. I'm afraid that if I add windows to that as the tag, that would be um, that would exclude everything because everything is basically you know developed for Windows and then ported to Linux. Even if it's even if they're co co concurrent, I don't know. So, so even if that development process happens simultaneously. Okay, so before we get to our feature, let's do our new and noteworthy. Ivor, why don't you hit him with it? Or why don't you not? Why don't you sit there and stare at me? You fucking piece of shit. You fucking ice holes! North American fall when we're in my former life. Here are the newest and most noteworthy titles from this week. So first off, we have a game uh, called Streets of Rogue. That's S-T-R-R-E-T-S of Rogue. R-O-G-U-E. Which is a hybrid of like a top-down demi-isometric pixel uh, style beat-em-up with a stealth game, with um, it all happens in a city, quote-unquote, where uh, it's procedurally generated. Um, let's see if we can get the audio for this. I, I've played it for, like, literally five minutes. Welcome to Streets of Rogue! And it builds itself as world's only roguelike RPG stealth brawler action shooter co-op mega game. Um, and the video is kind of priceless and kind of reflects the tutorial I played last night, which was funny because it made the um, guy who was giving me the tutorial. He's like, "Yeah, I don't think you'll get pretty far if you want to join the resistance. You know, most of our candidates, most of our applicants are burnouts, man. You know, and you don't look like much." You know, I bet you can't figure out, you know, how to open that door. And you press the A button, you go over there, you press the A button, you open it. It's like, wow, you're doing way better than everyone else. Um, anyway, so get the get the thing over there. And he's like, no one's ever done that. And you, you do that. He's like, oh my God, you're like Jesus or something. And then eventually, uh, I won't tell you what eventually happens, but it, I was very drunk when I played it and it made me laugh so hard that I was afraid to drink for like maybe 45 seconds after I turned off the game because I was <laughs> it was hilarious, it was very funny it's a good tutorial so Streets of Rogue builds itself as fight, sneak, and hack your way through randomly generated cities it's like Nuclear Throne meets Day X, mixed with the anarchy of Grand Theft Auto roguelite meets immersive sim and goes completely insane this came out March 10th, 2017, uh so far it's got very positive reviews 117 reviews and it's still in early access um, right now through March 17th it's 10% off at $13.49 you know (laughs) I can't wait till I'm I'm, well I'm really enjoying 7 Days to Die it's kind of dominating all my playtime but uh, check out Streets of Rogue if that's what you're looking for top down you know blah blah then up next in a world uh, <laughs> we have no deals this week, by the way, um, because all the deals that we had pulled up uh, have expired, which sucks because you missed out on on some deals. But don't listen to any other podcast. Listen to us. We know what's up. We'll never hurt you, and I promise I will never die. Up next, Ghost Blade HD. This is an old school Psycho. Uh, 1990s era arcade style top down space shooter by Psycho I mean it is bullet blossom bullet hell um, in super 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 high for the for 1990s this has great video technology behind it thousands of things happening on the screen at once um, not raster graphics blah 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 so it builds itself as Ghost Blade HD is an intense bullet hell shoot 'em up game with satisfying and addictive score based gameplay. With inspiration going back to the shooting games of the 1990s era, Ghost Blade HD ties old memories of current to current tones and techniques. I don't know what tones they're listening to, but it looks impressive and it looked impressive enough for me to buy it. 
So far, the reviews have been very, have been positive. Nine reviews. March 8, 2017 was released on. And uh, it's full price right now, uh, $9.99. If, I'm, you know, I love shooters. I love all flavors of shooters. Even the ones that incorporate this legendary crazy thing called 3D which like evidently involves like some sort of third dimension <laughs> yeah as if they've discovered a third dimension I mean come on what's that Ivor yeah fuck you too a good idea yeah it would be a good idea if they could prove that third dimension existed mm. so that's Ghostblade HD um, up next in our new and noteworthy we got two more this next one just really fast it caught my eye because I bought it and I mentioned it on the show way early in the show's history. Like, we're talking over hundreds of episodes ago. Or a hundred episodes ago, maybe. Like, maybe 60, 80 episodes ago. There's a game called Parallax. P-A-R-A-L-L-A-X. Which is kind of like a cross between Portal and a puzzle game, but it's all in black and white in full 3D. I bought it at the time. I never uh, played it enough to review it because I didn't think it was a puzzle game when I bought it and we don't do puzzle games basically, um, on the show, and I don't, because I don't do them, generally, um, it has to be a hell of a puzzle game, has to conceal the fact that it's a puzzle game for me entirely, for me to really review a puzzle game on this show, but now, Parallax, P-A-R-A-L-L-A-X, as in the Parallax view, I mean, come on, of course, you knew that, right? Hang on, let me find, Ivor, pull that up. Yeah, I know they could probably hear the 3D printer in the background, but you got it? Oh, you got the trailer. Coming from Paramount. Gulf Western Company. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any talking in this. Good, good job, everyone. Anyway, Parallax right now is available for Linux as a free demo. So if you're into puzzle games, and it was a visually, it's a it's a really interesting game because it's all in black and white and it's all in 3D, um, and it doesn't hurt your eyes. It, it's it's got very pretty design elements. I don't know if you're like me and spent you know fucking half your adult life um, working with pen and ink um, and pencil in a sketchbook. Parallax is like the engineering version of that. Like, you know, it all happens in like a rotoscope white space. You know, anyway, you'll check it out. And now it's free. It's a free demo. So you can try it out and see if you like it. Um, So that's cool. Then finally, we have, uh, in our new and noteworthy, we have K-Byte, which I also picked up this week. Um, And my internet is just decided to kill me. I'm sorry if you can hear the 3D printer in the background. That's something you're going to have to deal with. It's a you problem, not a me, me problem. Check out this music. K-Byte. That's K-B-Y-T-E. Bills itself as a platform puzzle game made in various styles of pixel art ranging from 8-bit to 16-bit is a graphic journey through all of the ages of the video game industry so it uses both modern and classic game dynamics and when you watch the video for K-Byte which uh, it's got three positive reviews came out February 24, 2017 when you watch it, and it's $4.99 when you watch the video for K-Byte Literally, it's got everything from Sonic the Hedgehog, Game Boy, uh, Green Grey, um, Kid Icarus, to Metroid, to Super Metroid, to Castlevania, um, every type of pixel platformer is represented all the way to the black and white days of the Atari. Um, and all the intermediary phases of game design in between, like all the Intellivision, there's, I just saw a sequence there that looked like it was ripped straight out of the Intellivision this is a kind of a cool concept it's a a platformer I will forget that they said puzzle game, people do not understand that there is no such thing as a platform puzzle game 
unless it's a puzzle game, in which case, then it might be a platform puzzle game. Anyway, K-Byte, as in Kilobyte, K-Byte, $4.99, I can't wait to play it. Um, Because no one's ever done this, where it's like literally intentionally and specifically a history of all of side-scrolling platforming. It's kind of like what... um, you know, it's kind of similar to, you know, like Angry Video Game Nerd 2, which we loved, which I loved. Um, you're right, Ivor, I should have another cigarette and more whiskey. It's also kind of similar to um, Super Win the Game. But all both of those games, like, incorporated play mechanics from a lot of different types of games, you know, blah, blah. This is more like Doom and Destiny, the original Doom and Destiny, which was like a mashup of every single top-down, two-dimensional you know, top-down, two-dimensional map with a big fucking JRPG icon of you representing your party. Random encounter! <coughs> um, type of JRPG slash Link 2 or whatever, you know, blah, 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 blah. K-Byte looks like it's trying to do the same thing, but specifically for the side-scrolling 2D platformer. Very cool to see, like, Oh wow, this is this that that whole section is in Game Boy Green Gray, and this whole section is in fucking Atari Black and White. That looks like in television. This is obviously from like Sonic inspired. It could be very interesting. And so far, um only three people have played it, but you know, blah. I assume that if you're listening to this, that you too are you two have excellent fucking tastes like yours truly so to recap we had Streets of Rogue Ghost Blade HD Parallax as a free demo and K-Byte so that brings us to this week's feature um, I've rewind you hit him with it I get, once again we're just going to run with this to, to generic feature we were going to I spent a lot of time in 7 Days to Die but instead we got the following for you Oh, oh my god. god! It's Melivian! Melivian! Never gonna let you down. I can read your mind. This week's feature. I can't read you. I can't read you. I can read your mind. Take it, Scooky. Melivian! Mm. So this week we have hard driving action. I just want to talk. I'm gonna spend. Ivor, can you set up the uh, lobotomy timer? Ivor has rigged up a device that uh, auto-lobotomizes me uh, based on a timer. It uses some sort of weird weird programming stuff in a Raspberry Pi. I don't know. He says it's called Bash or something. I don't know. Some crazy high-tech language like that. Can you rig up the auto-lobotomizer? Yeah, set it to seven minutes. We're going to try to do no matter what happens we're gonna try to do seven minutes that I don't know if it'll completely clarify anything I was trying to say last week but it will be intelligent kind of hopefully about dirt rally can you set that time yeah we're coming up to what 2830 set it for now so yes death mode activated um Rally racing, traditionally, across all platforms and throughout the entire history of video gaming, is very difficult to render as a game because of this fundamental difference from any other type of racing. First of all, rally racing, which some people call off-road racing, it's not off-road racing. It is not NASCAR, and it is not the type of racing that you do generally in Grant in the Gran Turismo series of games, which is kind of like somewhere in between NASCAR street racing and Formula One racing. I'm not sure what they call that type of racing, because I've never actually really seen it happen in the real world. But, rally racing is entirely different from any of those types of racing games. Those types of racing games traditionally have relied on the fact that the actual sport itself, quote-unquote sport, I find it very difficult to call it a sport, but whatever. Um, those other types of games rely on the same things that they rely on in the real world, which is mechanical precision, elimination of all chaos and variables throughout the entire system, if you look at a, a, a lap in a race as a system in which you're looking for the best line 
um, which includes the best cornering techniques, best shifting techniques, the best um, tweaking of the uh, the best tweaking and selection of materials and mechanical components that make up the drivetrain, um, the suspension, and uh, the actual um, aerodynamics of the car as well as the uh, drive system. I mean, if it's four-wheel drive or you know, blah, 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 blah. You want to optimize all those things, eliminate chaos as much as possible and try to come up with something that is as close to an optimum physical performance, an optical time that represents the optimal um, possible performance of this vehicle. You want to be able to pull everything out of it and execute from a driving perspective along that plan as perfectly as possible either by repetition or scientific experimentation but chaos is not a part of it chaos, Formula 1 racing, there's a reason why it's a giant fucking oval um, the idea is that yeah sure there's chaos we want to see how far you can go chaos limited as much as possible while other cars are on uh, you know racing you know in the same on the same track the same you know blah because like that introduces a whole different set of variables anyway we want to eliminate chaos there the road surface of an f1 track is apps there are no seams in the concrete because if you hit a seam a tiny seam not concrete in the in the asphalt in the in the macadam hit a tiny seam going you know at f1 speeds your car will you will instantly lose control of your car you will fly apart it is a test of mental discipline of mechanical mastery and optimization in a pure speed sense and aerodynamics gran turismo is right in between nascar is below gran turismo i would say I, i'm not a big nascar fan i'm a humongous fan of rally racing rally racing is the exact opposite of any of these. In rally racing, the problem, the problems of rally racing are more demanding, both from a driving perspective, as well as from a mechanical perspective. Here's the problem with rally racing. First, you have, no matter what, any race, any run, on any track, at any time, even if it's the same conditions, will never be the same race twice. Why? Because rally racing embraces shifting dynamic surfaces. What do I mean? I mean we're talking ice, snow, packed snow, slush, um, icy snow, snow at 20% over ice, snow over at, you know, 80% over, you know, asphalt, asphalt, um, dirt, packed dirt, desert packed dirt, um, packed racetrack dirt, gravel, pebbles, gra- pebbles at 80%, gravel at 90%. Transition, and it also embraces the transitions of these types of surfaces from one surface to another. These are things that are unquantifiable. Why? Because a surface that's made out of gravel, by the way, is made out of little rocks. Those rocks, well, when you go, when you make a, if, let's say you could, you know, you're not going to change anything on your car. You make your run, a test run. Uh, they call it a... I can't remember what they call it in, in Dirt Rally. You make a test run to learn the geography and figure out you know, how your car is going to handle on this surface. Well, let's say that it's all the same surface. Let's say it's all just gravel at 80%. Nothing is all just gravel at 80%. After you're done with your run, the little pebbles that you have driven over have moved. And so gravel is also... a uh, composite of gravel and dirt dirt beneath the gravel okay well the gravel is moved and the gravel is not being sim- the gra- do you understand what I'm saying so the, the, the little rocks have moved so the exact you're, you're going to have at best a 60% chance of absolutely reproducing everything you just did and that is if you have total mastery over your car now, what do I mean? Now, let me factor one one thing. Okay, yeah, I guess we're gonna go on for ten minutes. Fine, fuck it, whatever. I know, I know. Lobotomize me, you pricks. So, what I'm saying here is, beyond that, in rally racing, generally nothing is. There is no one surface in rally racing, with the exception of rally cross, which generally is on a racing, like a uh, like a multi car. Um, 
slightly more predictable type of service, like, you know, macadam, asphalt, or racetrack packed dirt. Point here is, though, everywhere else, like in actual rally racing, there are multiple types of surfaces. And, you know, you could think of them as road types, but I think of them as surfaces. And they transition from one to another. Sometimes they transition from one to another to another to another. Sometimes one transfers to another of the same kind, but of of the same type, but of a different density or percentage, such as snow to slush or packed snow to 80% slush to, you know, blah, 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 blah. All of which can be over a road or dirt or ice or whatever. All the transitions between two different surfaces, by the way, almost impossible prior to Dirt Rally to really render effectively in a video game. So, what am I talking about? Rally racing is all about the actual, where the rubber meets the road, quote-unquote, where and where the rubber, quote-unquote, meets the road, quote-unquote. Rally racing is all about controlling the amount of traction. It's about controlling every aspect of your car inside of chaos. Chaos that you can only manage inside of its moment. It's like a jazz solo. This requires... So what am I talking about? I'm talking about... Okay, so... Let's just talk about your tires, first of all. Your tires get different amounts of traction depending on weight displacement, the overall displacement of the car the type of suspension and you know tuning, the drivetrain of the car, is it four-wheel drive, is it front-wheel drive, is it rear-wheel drive, blah. Are we, is the suspension tuned so that when I handbrake into a corner going at, you know, 40 miles an hour, if I handbrake into a corner that's like, you know, like a, a, a three, like three left, which is a fairly, it's a corner you cannot take at full speed. What gear do I need to be and how much how what how much slide am i going to get what type of slide am i going to get am i transitioning over different surfaces all of these things are absolutely essential because if if when you brake does the car have a tendency to oversteer or understeer does it pitch forward a little bit do the front tires bite in more you know blah 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 blah, blah all of this has to be done in the moment now this is where the craziest aspect of rally racing comes in and I will be damned if I don't tell you about this because I spent fucking an hour and a half writing all this shit down in my service pro 4 here's the problem mathematically from a physics perspective it is very very difficult traditionally to even have the computational power to even come up with anything that resembles um a static run of this type of simulation because there are millions, there's thousands of variables that are happening. Second of all, so that's a lot of math, and it's a lot of math to happen in real time. Second of all, even worse, from a play mechanics perspective, from a player's perspective, all of, okay, we'll get to that in a, in a second. The second thing is now we have the processing power to accurately simulate that. Beyond the accurate, beyond creating an accurate simulation numerically in the moment, that does not translate to a video game. That translates to a simulation. A video game is something that tries to be faithful, tries to keep all of the simulated aspects of it, but doesn't necessarily try to simulate on a one-to-one basis. Although, you know, I'm not qualified to discuss um, the one-to-one basis of accuracy of dirt rally versus actually, you know, doing rally racing in real life. But this is not an arcade racer, which is something I said over and over again last week. What do I mean by that? I mean that an arcade racer would just simply throw all the physics out the window and start with the gameplay. I'm not interested in that. I want a rally racing game like the Holy Grail, there's only been three that have been good, that takes what would be an accurate simulation, as accurate as possible, as accurate as technically possible, in terms of processing power, 
and then translates that into gameplay that I don't see or understand, but I feel. What do I mean by this? I'm going to tell you what has to happen inside of your head to become effective at Dirt Rally and to master Dirt Rally. And I kept bringing this up over and over again last week. The actual act of rally racing means that the driver has to know, beyond just the geography, has to know every aspect of his car and every aspect of the tuning and decisions that have gone into every aspect of his car. It is the most demanding type of auto racing when it comes to mechanical understanding of your car, which is why the advanced tuning that becomes available in Dirt Rally after you have a certain number of miles and have upgraded your team, which allows you to tweak every minor, 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 minor aspect a la the original Gran Turismo of every aspect of your car. Every aspect of your car once you have advanced tuning has not just one slider that's a general slider, it has 5 to 12 sliders. Now, we're talking about not just a jump, adjusting the, the dampening, you know, I mean, we're talking about like every fucking minor tweak. Now, this is important because the art of rally racing, as you are racing in your car, the art of rally racing is from second to second, you have a model inside of your head that is based predominantly off of the way everything is feeling you know, you're getting feedback from the game. It feels like I'm pitching forward on the on this turn at this angle with this, you know, blah. That feeling doesn't mean anything unless inside of your head, the metrics that you've decided and the strategy and the game plan that you came up with before your run, as you tuned every aspect of your car, specifically to try to be able to maximize your car's capabilities versus the actual geography, versus the surface types, and versus your own driving behaviors and habits, you have to know every aspect of your machine so that as you're experiencing, you know, what what type of power slide, how much is my rear end swinging out on this type of turn at this velocity in this gear with or without handbrake and did I hit that line right what is going on all of this stuff is being modeled in your head so that and this is before each second happens which is why you have this guy your co-pilot calling out the degrees of the turns that are coming up you have to be modeling all this stuff in your head constantly because rally racing is all about the chaos of you trying to have total mastery of all of these variables. Okay, so I have tuned this car. This this car's got front-wheel drive. I have tuned this car for this track because I know this track. I kind of remember it. One, One of the characteristics of rally racing in video games, by the way, is, okay, yeah, sure. This is at night now, and it's backwards. This is at night now, it's forwards, it's this, you know, the second half of the track that you've played earlier, um, but it's, instead of mud, it's now snow. Instead of mud, it's now, instead of uh, dirt, it's now mud. Instead of asphalt, it is now mud and asphalt. Etc, etc, etc. So, really, it challenges you to improvise in the moment. The difference between shaving a second or, you know, a tenth of a second off of a turn in rally racing is not the same tuned via repetition and science and predictability, predictable, repeatable, scientific, and then just executing those conclusions on, you know, a perfectly, perfectly flat, you know, asphalt, macadam, you know, blah, blah, like in F1 racing. No, it is the exact opposite. The person who can shave off the, the, the most amount of time in their run is the person who is best able and has the greatest mastery of the way their car drives, of being able to tune the way their car drives, and of knowing how their car is going to react before anything happens 
so that when something happens and oh my god all of a sudden it is a it's a it's a sport rally racing is a sport of just like baseball of constant adjustment and correction the person who has the most control over their absolute tuning and their knowledge of the you know first you have to tune just for optimization that doesn't require a huge amount of technical understanding then you have to tune to your driving style and the track style that requires I would say that's intermediate then to be like pro level you have to understand on paper how your tuning decisions because you don't get a second shot every run is the only run and dirt rally makes it so that basically every run counts even the the throwaway runs they count you only only have a limited number of those per circuit those would be the ones where you test out a tuning i think uh and from where i was you started with 10 of those blah so then i'm going to close with this so that's what i'm that's what i meant by constantly repeating over and over again and then ultimately the greatest thing that dirt rally does is gives the player visual and and it just feels like you would expect it to feel it gives you a broad panoply of feedback mostly visual sometimes sound wise but mostly visual as you handle a curve or as you know you lose control on a straightaway you can feel the car getting away from under you if you're going too fast on a straightaway and like oh this is 50 miles an hour you have to be 50 miles an hour no more you know blah 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 you can try it but it's not you can feel the car getting out from underneath you you can feel the transition between one type of gravel to another type of gravel it doesn't tell you that you're transitioning from the gravel to blah, blah, blah. it'll tell you before the race what the you know surface percentages are like it doesn't tell you where they are and it doesn't matter because all of these things have to be done in the moment and no matter how well you know the geography the person who knows it, I mean you have to know the track a little bit um, but more importantly than even knowing the track is understanding what the callouts from your co-pilot actually mean how those correlate to this exact tuning of this car how the and how all both of those interrelate to your experience of this turn as it is happening and then you have to compensate as it's happening so in the one sense you're operating off of a model of the universe expecting the future the better and more clear your conception from both a mechanical standpoint as well as from the way those translation, the way those mechanical decisions will translate directly into the feel of your car and then the performance of your car all of these things are happening first like one second ahead of time because now we're going into the turn then in the turn you are feeling the reality of the outcome of those decisions this is the next step that is even more difficult because one thing to just like, you know, try to test a car, you know, hitting one turn at one speed, you know, on Macadam that's never going to change, asphalt that's never going to change. It's another thing entirely to have this tuning and have it be dynamic because you're also trying to correct your lines. You're trying to drift to the apex of the turn. You're trying to come out with an optimal trajectory. You're trying not to lose traction because just power sliding in this game is not enough. You can power slide all you want. Um, you fucking power slide right fuck off the track not gonna be a great increase in performance in fact you're gonna fucking break your car um, power slide does mean loss of power so there's constant mathematical shit that's going on in your head you want as much traction as much turn with as little loss of velocity with as best line as you can get and all of that has to be calculated one second before and then while it's happening you are all you should already be calculating one second ahead to correct whatever the reality is and the ability to correct preemptively to adjust preemptively against the strategy that you've chosen for your car's tuning is what makes you a master and it feels when you once you get it down once you learn your car and then you're just constantly obsessed with tuning both 
from a performance aspect as well as a best line aspect, you want to be a better driver, you want to be, you know, blah, 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 blah. It starts you off gently on this curve and will take you, it gives you all the tools to eventually, like I said, it's a jazz solo and it happens in the moment. Chance favors the prepared mind, and this is more variables. I'm a fucking, I used to be a professional stride fucking pianist, competing in the world championship all time, piano playing competition. I got very good at playing stride jazz piano, an entirely improv- improvisational form of early jazz, which is one of the most challenging because I have 10 fingers and I have to simulate everything, and I'm arranging it in my head as I'm doing it, and I'm soloing, you know, as I'm arranging. All of this is being improvised. I would say that rally racing involves significantly harsher consequences. The consequences for failure in either in either art are the same. You know, if you catastrophically fail, well, then that's a disaster. But anyway, I would say that uh, dirt rally gives you all of the visual feedback. It has the feel aspect of it, has the simulation aspect of it, and all of these things really sing in the moment. It gives you all the tools to really become a master of a car across a wide variety of... I'm not good at mud. I can't control mud at all. There are a couple of... You know, and that was that that was my first uh, rear-wheel drive car. I could not handle mud at all. It's an entirely different discipline. It's the most dynamic, complex, difficult form of racing and it ge- Dirt Rally gives you all of the tools to be able to make those decisions, to experience them as they're happening, to feel every subtle nuance. Like, you can tell if the car is riding forward to the passenger side. You can tell if you're losing all of the traction that you had planned in the rear. You can tell if, why am I, what what the fuck did I just do to the suspension this last tuning because this needs to be retuned for this type of track, for this track especially, because it's a hill climb or it's all downhill and it's all hairpins uh, on ice okay, well, I cannot be skidding forward into the front, you know all my fucking weight displaced forwards onto the front passenger side wheel regardless of whatever, I'm losing all my velocity I'm not throwing the back end out and I'm careening right into that corner, every corner on these fucking downhill hairpin turns and guess what the other thing that's cool and that I tried to mention a lot last week was the damage model and the team aspect of repairing damage in between in a four race circuit uh, after the second halfway through after your second race you you have a limited amount of time to allocate to repairing different systems in the car these are very important you will damage your car rally racing is part of rally racing is crashing a little bit cuz it is chaos it is riding the lightning inside the moment it is not a sport based on luck. There's a little bit of luck. A little bit of chance, just like everything else. It is a sport based on skill. The best driver will almost always win solely by virtue of the fact that the best driver has opened to them the, not just the best ar- uh, array of decisions and choices to make, but are most competent to make and evaluate those decisions and choices in all their myriad complexities as they are happening in the moment in real time. It's a lot to put in a video game. Dirt Rally does it. So there you go. I guess we'll call that a review. We probably should. I know, Ivor. I have to go get my my uh, retroactive lobotomy. I'll close by saying... So there you go. I think, I think that... I tried not to say any of those things last week. Because I was like, oh, well, people understand tires and stuff. And what came out was you can tune everything and tuning is really important and <clears throat> it just I listened to, to it and I was like wow I do sound like a fucking retard who's never played the game who has no understanding of, of this sort of shit so ironic because I've been I mastered Microsoft I think it was called Microsoft Rally I was trying to look that up last week in the middle let's see I'm actually supposed to be meeting a girl in mere moments, so Windows Rally Technology no, okay
Anyway, I can't I can't find it because like Microsoft has a thing called Microsoft Rally or something, something like that. That's actually like a programming technology or maybe a glory. Oh, I wonder how they manage the daylight savings time Rally Sport Challenge. Came out for the Xbox in 2002. It was a great game. If it's the same game that I'm thinking of, Rally Sport Challenge is one of the best. The uh, other one uh, that was really great that had um, was slightly more arcadey for the PlayStation One or Two. I can't remember, but uh, um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I can't remember if the if Rally Sport Challenge is actually the game that I'm thinking of or what, but it was a Microsoft rally game. It was the best ever. It was the first to ever have real callouts from a co-pilot. Anyway, so there you go. Um, to recap, we have no deals this week. Sorry. Um, oh wait, we might have a, a deal for you. Let me let me make sure that. Thank you, Ivor. Ivor, you're hired again, so I can fire you again next week. Um. Good, good call. Ivor just saved us. Um, <coughs> because I did buy earlier in the week. Wow, the Steam store page is just not fucking playing with me. Uh, okay. This is not a time-sensitive deal. If it is, it doesn't look like it. And it's not telling me even if it's still available. Wow, this is just crazy that that it's this difficult to keep track of. Anyway, there's a game co- game development company called Endless Loop, and they have they came out with a bundle this week called Endless Loop Complete, and I picked it up. It was like nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I think it should still be available. The reason I picked it up is it actually contains. Four games. These guys have put out no less than four games that have been on my, like, oh, I would really like to get that game, but I got other things to do, and either it's too old, or it doesn't look like my type of game, or, like, I don't want to spend that type of money on this game, you know, blah, 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 blah. These include Survivor Squad, Game Corp DX, Blueprint Tycoon, and I think most recently, Hyper Knights. It also includes Survivor Squad Gauntlets. Um... So now I picked them all up, $9.99 for all five of them, two, four, five of them. If you, like I have, I haven't played any of them yet, but if, if you, like I have, been, oh, Hyper Nice, yeah, I really kind of want to get it. Or Blueprint Tycoon, I kinda, oh, yeah, I kind of really, or, you know, Survivor Squad, oh, yeah, everyone's played that. Oh, yeah, it's big, everyone loves it, you know, blah, blah. But you never get around to it. You can do it all with one stone right now for super cheap. Uh, $9.99, something like that. Uh, does not have an expiration time on their page, so I cannot tell you. Um, so that'll do us. I will catch you next week. Hopefully I... I whoa! Chair! Ivor, I thought you're fired! Thought he was going to fix his chair. 3D printer is done. Excellent. I hope I've redeemed myself in terms of Rally Sport Challenge. Or, I mean, uh... Dirt Rally, sorry. Um, and I will catch you next week where we will talk a lot about Seven Days to Die, which I have been enjoying on a eight-hour by eight-hour basis uh, all week. Super fun. Catch you next week. Uh, Till next time. Four or five times. Four or five times. A good idea. Four or five times. Hi there. There is delight in doing things right four or five times. It is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yaddy yaddy yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop one. You're becoming hysterical. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess.
is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farm. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. Hello, great justice.